ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, September 3rd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining in. We appreciate you guys uh, coming in on a Tuesday. We are a day removed from Labor Day. And, of course, uh, today is Tuesday, September 3rd, but I've got to make a correction on my my internal clock because uh, this is Doc Holliday's Wednesday. So... All week, I've been working on two clocks. I've got the normal clock, which is today's Tuesday, September 3rd, and then it's now Wednesday as well. Doc Holliday's show moving up also a day, so let me get that out of the way first. We've got some programming changes. Just in case you haven't been following along, we've got the Doc Holliday show that's coming up tonight. Instead of Thursday, Doc Holliday show will take place tonight, and that's going to be coming up at 7 o'clock. Now, before that... We've got Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamburg. That's coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. So, again, uh, we are normally doing all this stuff on Thursday, but the team's leaving early to get acclimated to the atmosphere, the climate, just the thin air, going to Boise, the blue turf, all of that. Just getting out there so you're not tired. Leaving early, going to Idaho, playing some football. That is basically what our schedule looks like this week. So uh, we got a full show for you today. Uh, of course, before we get into all of that, I'll remind you, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan and the shows on Facebook by searching The Drive with Paul Swan. So we're here on Tuesday. Yesterday was Labor Day. We didn't have a show due to baseball. So today we're playing a little bit of catch up just on the brief recap. Now, what can we say about VMI that we didn't already say on Saturday. Marshall gets out to a semi-slow start, maybe. They they start slow. They don't score until the 309 mark of the first. And then after that, they get a 67-yard punt return. Talik Keaton does the does the deed. And next thing you know, they're up 14-0. And then the floodgates open and the thundering herd start to roll. And they end up winning 56-17. I mean, Isaiah Green, I liked his performance. He had a career-high four touchdown passes. Last time you saw a, a touchdown pass performance like that, Chase Litton threw six against Morgan State back in 2016. Green in the game completed 18 of 28 passes for 238. Also, he rushed eight times for 46. And be honest, he could have got more. It wasn't for the fact that he didn't play the entire game. He didn't need to play the entire game. That's the one benefit of this is you have a game in which if you get up early, and there were a lot of teams that didn't have that luxury on Saturday, if you get up early, you can then put some guys in, some second and third teamers, some guys that have an opportunity to go show what they're about, that they can play also. You're saving your guys for the trip. All in all, it was how you wanted the game to end. And speaking of Talik Keaton, he wasn't special teams player of the week, but he would have got my vote just because uh, that was exciting to watch. 67-yard punt return, first since DeAndre Reeves did a 69-yarder. It was a score against FIU back in 2015. And here's what uh, Keaton did. 109 punt return yards, five attempts against the Keydets, eighth most in school history and the most by a Marshall player since Damone Williams had five returns 
That was 440 yards at Ohio back in 1998. So, good special teams performance from the Thundering Herd. Doc, of course, has got to be really happy about that. Uh, That is one of the hallmarks of a Doc Holiday team. If special teams isn't good, uh, Doc's not happy. So, Doc should be happy there. Also, what can you say about the defense? Holtz VMI to 207 total yards, 56 rushing yards. Marshall once again not allowing a 100-yard rusher for the 15th consecutive game. Four sacks, eight tackles, four loss. Defense was out there doing what they needed to do. And now we turn our attention to Marshall and Boise State. So in a few minutes we're going to hear from Levi Brown, get his thoughts on the upcoming game. Also, we'll hear from some various players, get their preview, their thought on the upcoming opponent. Yesterday, Doc Holliday's presser as well. If you missed that, I've posted the audio on Twitter. You can find me at Paul Swan. It's about 12, 13 minutes total. And so since we got the Doc Holliday call-in show coming up tonight, if you want to go back and listen to anything there, you can find that on Twitter. Again, I'm at Paul Swan. But we've got the Doc Holliday show coming up tonight, and that follows Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. So, Plenty of opportunity for Doc Holliday to tell you everything you need to know about the upcoming game and to recap this one. So we got a full night of herd athletics, and it all starts, well, now, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So what are we going to do today? We're going to preview Boise State. We're going to hear from Levi Brown when we come back, get his thoughts on the VMI game and also moving ahead to Boise State. We'll take a look at where the – Boise State Broncos rank. That's right. Uh, Playing a top 25 team. How about that? Top 25 team for Marshall. Get a chance to go into a hostile environment on the Smurf turf, the blue turf, and you get an opportunity to play a ranked opponent. I'll tell you what, if you love college football, this is a great game to watch, especially if you're a Marshall fan. I don't know if Boise State has the uh, feels the connection. Remember, Marshall at Boise have only played once. Boise's played in Huntington and not faced off against the herd. Remember, because back in 1994, one AA playoffs, Marshall losing to Boise State 28-24, and then the following week, I saw so many dejected faces. I had tickets. I had tickets. I had bought. I went to that game and had to listen to Youngstown State fans talk about how this was their house the entire game. Because there were Herd fans who just couldn't get rid of their tickets. They were disgusted. I saw Herd fans, again, 1994, dejected Herd fans trying to sell their tickets because you had to buy that ticket. You had to buy that ticket. That was part of your package. And so... There was none of this, hey, I'll wait and see stuff. You bought that ticket hoping to see the herd in that game because it was part of your package. There were dejected fans wanting to try to sell those, scalp those. I've seen people just tear them up because they couldn't do anything with them. And it was still a great crowd, though. It was a solid crowd for two teams not wearing green playing at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And Youngstown State fans, they had made Huntington – like their second home. It was like their winter home at that point. Coming in, they were all excited. And I'm just sitting there, just watching the game. Okay. I paid for this ticket. I can't get rid of it. I'm going to this game. And so I sat there 
and watched that game the entire time and left. Thankfully, I've not had a situation like that since where I have a ticket for two teams that I just really didn't want to watch. But since I had paid money, might as well go support the game. That's what I was doing. I was supporting the game, not the teams. I was supporting the championship in Huntington, West Virginia. So um, I've got memories of that game, and uh, we'll talk about that later this week. When we come back from break, we have got Levi Brown. We'll hear from him, get his thoughts on the VMI win, and looking ahead to Boise State. Later on as well, we've got uh, well, we've got a long list of players we're going to hear from today, including Channing Hames. Uh, we'll hear from Artie Henry, Brendan Knox. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Kieran Morell. We've got a long list of guys. We're going to get to all of them today here on The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Not included. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, September 3rd edition. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue our preview. Marshall in action, taking on Boise State. It's going to be a big game. I mean, really, it's it's an important game for everyone because Marshall wants to make a statement. Thundering Herd wants to be one of those contenders for an access bowl bid. Also, I think this is just important for Conference USA. And I'll explain why I mean that. Because if you look at the past games, week one. Now, week one, week two. You might not think these are important, but these are important. First of all, outside of Conference USA, some of these teams just get hammered. And some of your better teams also did not look good against higher-level opponents. Ohio State got beat by Florida Atlantic 45-21. Now, Ohio State's going to beat a lot of teams like that. But Florida Atlantic was supposed to be one of your teams that contend for Conference USA. So you hope you get a better performance out of them. It's tough, though. We're talking Ohio State here. Then Michigan. Michigan beats Middle Tennessee 40-21. to Not much better there. And Texas beats Louisiana Tech 45-7. I'm sorry, 45-14. So number five, number seven, and number ten have their way with Conference USA. And then you got Southern Miss beating Alcorn State 38-10. That's good. You'll take that. UTSA beats Incarnate Word 35-7. So, okay, that's important. UTEP barely beats Houston Baptist. Should I worry if I'm UTEP? 36-34. North Texas takes care of their business against Abilene Christian 51-31. Old Dominion, a game probably a little closer than you would like against Norfolk State, 24-21. And then Marshall took care of business against VMI the way they should, 56-17. So not too much is out of line there. You expect those losses against Ohio State, Michigan, and Texas. It'd be nice to get those teams every once in a while, but not the case. And then Army beats Rice 14-7. Okay, that's not too bad. That's good. I'll take that. It's a loss. No moral victories here for anyone. But 14-7, all right, you know, it's that's not terrible. It's the Thursday games that really had uh, scratching my head a little bit. Charlotte beats Gardner-Webb, took care of their business there, 49-28. Okay. UAB 
they have to uh, beat Alabama State uh, barely, 24-19. So they, they have to get that one. They got it. Uh, Tulane hammered FIU 42-14. So you're looking at FIU thinking, wait a minute, this is supposed to be, again, one of those teams contending for the top spot in Conference USA. Tulane takes care of business easily there. And then Central Arkansas beats Western Kentucky 35-28. to that's a big ouch there. I mean, you scratch your head. Why that one? Western Kentucky's not had a good go of it the last few years. And if you're a Herd fan, you're probably sitting there going, yeah, okay, what's the problem here? Well, it's just bad losses out of conference really don't help anyone. Now, your upcoming schedule, I mean, your Friday games are pretty good, actually. Wake Forest at Rice, I, I would watch a little bit of that game if it wasn't for Marshall at Boise State. So, that's going to be the first game, Boise State Marshall, your second game. I'm going to flip back and keep an eye on a little bit of those. Um, Old Dominion's taking on Virginia Tech. Might be a different outcome there on Saturday. UAB at Akron. Uh, UAB's got to win this one. you got to beat the MAC. You just have to. Uh, Charlotte's at Appalachian State. I don't see anything happening good there for Charlotte. Uh, I'll just give Appalachian State their due now. Grambling at Louisiana Tech. You should win that if you're Louisiana Tech. That's on NFL Network, by the way. Southern Miss at Mississippi State. You hope for the best. Don't know if Southern Miss is going to win that one. UTSA probably gets beat by Baylor. Western Kentucky at FIU. Either it's going to be a, a long year for Western Kentucky or FIU. We'll find out which team uh, does worse. Uh, UCF at Florida Atlantic, and that's an opportunity for Florida Atlantic to maybe take uh, the bad taste out of their mouth from Ohio State and put that in uh, perspective. I mean, that's a big game. It's a in-state rivalry. You get this one, you knock UCF off their perch a little bit, everybody's happy. And then Tennessee State at Middle Tennessee. you got to win that one if you're Middle Tennessee, right? Just for the well-being of the conference. All right, let's get into some of the player interviews we've got from yesterday. First up, Levi Brown. And if you want to ask any player sort of what's happening, give you a – without revealing the game plan, obviously – you want to ask a guy to, to break it down for you. The guy you want to talk to is Levi Brown because he he knows what's up. He's right there. He's in the middle of it all. As Levi Brown goes, I think things go for that offensive line. But just wanted to get sort of a, a brief recap, get Levi's impression. If anybody's going to be able to tell me how it went, what he thought, about the overall picture against VMI, it would be Levi Brown. So here's what Levi had to say about VMI. You know, obviously it's it's great to see things go the way we want it to. You know, it's um, it's almost an eerie feeling for me because we had the same situation against Morgan State 2016. And it, I talked to my friends that played on this team with me, like that have all been gone now. I talked to Yurichek. I talked to a couple guys where. You know, it was the exact same thing. We had all the potential in the world the 2016 season, and we came out and played Morgan State and did exactly what we were supposed to do. And then the next week we faced some adversity, and the season turned into what it turned into, being a 3-9 year. The good thing is I believe we're a lot more mature this year than what we were then. We've got better leadership this year. We've got just around, like, we're a way more tight-knit team. And it... I was scared at first because I was thinking about it that night. I was like, man, it can't go this way again. It can't do that way again. But I don't think it will at all. I think we have the opportunity and we have the maturity to, to turn it into a really good year. And even though I was uneasy for a second, it, it, it left me in no time. But it's just the fact that it was eerie for a second. I had to think for a second this could happen. But 
at this point, I don't think it will. I think we're a really, really mature team that can look past uh, you know, a win that we're supposed to win and go on and go to a season where we're supposed to have a good year. I think we can do it. And keep in mind, they actually took care of their business. They weren't looking ahead to Boise. Some teams get caught looking ahead or thinking, we've got this one, we'll go out there, just handle it, and then get ready for the next one because we're ready for that one. That's a big one. No, Marshall was laser-focused on VMI, even though you didn't feel it at first. It was a slow start. It was a really slow start, and we'll get into that in a second, but uh, I want to get Levi's thoughts on playing Boise State. And I mean, They get the win against Florida State. Everyone's talking about it. They, they come from behind, and uh, all of a sudden you're paying attention a little bit more to Boise State. Uh, I want to get Levi's breakdown on Boise State and talk a little bit about that Florida State game. A team that doesn't give up. Obviously, they scored, uh, I think it was 20 or so unanswered points in the second half. I mean, they did not give up whatsoever. And a team like that's tough to beat no matter what. It's hard to beat someone who doesn't give up. Um, for the most part, when you play a football game, you can feel yourself win the fourth quarter. You know, you can feel yourself winning in the second half. Whenever you're running a four-minute drill and you just keep getting first down after first down after first down, and you, you take the win from the team and give it to yourself. Boise State's not a team that you can do that to. They will fight, claw, and scratch, and everything until the last second. Obviously, because they did against Florida State, in Tallahassee, in a hostile environment, in the heat, something that they're not used to at all. So complete props to their strength and conditioning coach and complete props to everything and that that, that, that leadership has done to make sure they're in great shape. Um, like I said, they're not a team that's going to give up at all. So we've got to go out there, and if we're going to win, we've got to take it from them in the last seconds of the game because they're not going to give up whatsoever. And another point to make is uh, they've got to come out and have a fast start. You look at week one, week two, you improve the most from week one to week two. That's at least the saying. The coaches love saying that as well. And they've got an opportunity to clean some things up because it wasn't a perfect game against VMI. They took care of their business, yes, but it wasn't a perfect game. You get out to sort of a slow start. You can't do that against Boise State, and Levi knows that Thundering Herd has to get out to a fast start if they have any chance of winning this game against the Broncos. I think one of the biggest things we could do this week is start fast, and we try and preach it every week to try and start fast because no one wants to go out and have a mundane feel to a game almost. But in a team against like a team like Boise, if you don't start fast, you know they will. So. Um, we have to go out there and with our mentality of starting fast, we have to try and get points on the board. We have to at least get three points on the board the first drive, it feels like almost. And if not, we have to make it an opportunity where we can flip the field and give them awful field position to start their first drive. So um, starting fast is one of our biggest things right now. It's what the Coach Atkins has already tried to tell us, like we have to start fast against a team like this because if you don't start fast, they will. And I know I just said that, but it's, it's one of those things where it's such a high – point of emphasis for us this week where you have to go out and you have to make the field long for them. So um, obviously no three and outs hopefully is the first drive, but that's one of those things where, you know, VMI came out and brought out a whole different defense that I'd never seen before in my four years of playing football. So um, didn't really surprise me whenever we had two three and outs back to back against VMI because we needed a second to figure it out. Because when I tell you they made up a defense, I mean, they made up a brand new defense I'd never seen before. So uh, it wasn't a huge surprise to start slow then, but it's something that we can't do this week. He was serious. They they literally threw out a made-up defense on the spot probably or something that nobody had ever seen before. Once the herd figured it all out, you, you saw the ball was in the end zone a, a lot more. Now, 
Levi was asked about his impression of that front seven of Boise State. You watched the game. You saw a little bit of that Boise State-Florida State game, I'm sure, or you went back and watched it. That's a good football team that went in and beat Florida State, and here's Levi's impression of that front seven. They've got the most active hands out of any D-line I've seen. I mean, they will, even when you're zone blocking someone on inside zone, they're trying to slap your hands down and have you fall on your face. I mean, that's that's how I believe they're so active in the run stop and in the pass stop because they're not a team that blitz an unreal amount. They don't bring their safety down into the box. They don't do anything extraordinary. They just have really, uh, really gap sound defensive linemen who will get your hands down and try and make it impossible for you to latch onto them just because their hands are so active. And to follow up to that, with that type of front and that type of uh, adversity, yeah, how do you get ready to deal with that, all that hand slapping? Um, we've had our scout team guys, even yesterday, just work on slapping our hands down and try and, try and recreate a look that their D-linemen do. And even when we don't have our scout team guys, we've been working drills already in individual periods yesterday in practice where – we just spend 15 minutes like trying to block someone and just knock their hands down. Obviously, it's a, a tough look to recreate, but it's one of those where we're doing our best right now. And it helps because we play against a really active D-line, you know, for a really majority of the year going against our defense. So um, it's not something that's a brand new surprise to us going against a D-line with such active hands, but to see them do it as well as they do, it will be a challenge in its own. And finally, from Levi, I'm just going to bust him right now. Um, Bill Cornwell was uh, with me as well yesterday, player interviews, and uh, he dropped the access bowl word. He dropped it. Not asking, hey, how important this game is. You know, access bowl came out of his mouth. Levi, of course, is a pro. Here's, uh, here's Levi talking about the importance of playing Boise State. Keep in mind, Bill Cornwell. Access Bowl, drop that very word. Here's Levi. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this game is a really, really good measuring stick type of game to figure out where we are. You know, Boise is really good and has been really good in the Greater Five Conference for so long. I mean, they finished ranked every like a lot of years and whatnot. So being able to go in and measure ourselves against a, a really, really good Boise team is something that, you know, we'll either not necessarily make or break our season, but we'll figure out where we are after this game. And it's a it's a very it's a winnable game is the good part of it. You know, we're we're a good team also. It's the thing, like we're not going into this game saying, Well, let's figure out how much we can lose by the Boise and see where we go from there. No, not at all. Our goal is to obviously win this game and it's very possible to win this game. It's we once once we get a, a game plan going and the coaches have done a really good job of that. Like we came in yesterday and they already had a vast majority of our game plan laid out for what they had thought because, I mean, I guess they'd had a few days in camp with their off days that they had game planned. So um, just being able to have a game plan established kind of early in the week already is a confidence boost as an offense just to know that we've already got something laid out. And that's important. You go into this short week, you got to prepare ahead. Of course, you can't overlook VMI, but at the same time, you can study, you can plan ahead, kind of lay down a foundation, just add that Florida State film to the uh, final look of film for these guys, break down what they saw there. I knew that was happening. It just makes perfect sense. So they're going to go out tomorrow, get ready. So tomorrow's their travel day to get ready and get acclimated to the entire environment to play on that blue turf. Uh, Doc Holliday said yesterday when he was asked about it, you know, I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, 
he they wear blue, they wear orange. He said, we're going to wear white probably. Just wear white on the turf and we'll go from there. But, yeah, they're going a day early so they can get a, an idea of the blue turf, get kind of a, a feel for uh, what that blue is really about. All right, when we come back from break, uh, we've got several guys I want to get to. Uh, I want to hear uh, Artie Henry get his impressions on what he thinks about Boise State. Also, Brendan Knox get his thoughts on that uh, and more. Yes, the dreaded and more. When we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Thundering Herd in action coming up Saturday. We'll have nothing because it's a Friday game. That's right. That's why we've got... Inside Herd Athletics tonight, we've got Doc Holiday tonight because, well, the schedule's all messed up. And we're on Doc Holiday time anyway because today, according to my calendar, it says Tuesday. It is Wednesday as far as the Thundering Herd's concerned, so they continue their game day preparations heading out to Boise. And you can find out everything you want to know about the week ahead and what's been happening with the Thundering Herd tonight coming up next hour and the hour after that because we have got Inside Herd Athletics. Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick will be available for you. Opportunity for you to call, ask any question you would like. And then after that, it's the Doc Holiday Show, and Doc will be breaking down the victory over VMI and looking ahead to Boise State. And you can find all of that always right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we're moving on to Boise State, looking past VMI and Yesterday, I had a chance to catch up with uh, some of the players during Labor Day. Uh, hey, when you're in athletics, there is no such thing as a day off. And uh, the players uh, already uh, are game planning and getting ready to, to go out and play this one. And Artie Henry, I want to get my uh, first um, chance to talk to him. I want to get my, yeah, basically a breakdown. Give me, give me your impressions of Boise State. That was sort of my theme going into this. Just to see what these guys knew. I mean, we all watched the game against Marshall. Uh, and Boise State, some of the older fans years and years ago. I mean, we, we watched that. I mean, you, I'm talking to you. You That was with me all those years. But all we know, if um, you're a casual fan, general fan, you, you didn't grow up with that game, and um, you know Boise State's pretty good. They've got the blue turf. They're a contender for always a, a, an access bowl. That's what you know about them. But I want to see what these kids uh, had to say as uh, they're game planning a little bit more. And here's Artie Henry. Get his impressions of Boise State. Well, we know they're a pretty good team. They just came off a win with Florida State. But we just take every every team the same. You know, we, we prepare. We prepare the same. Each team we treat. We don't, we don't make the game too big. It's not too small. We treat everyone the same. Same question that Brendan Knox wanted to get his impressions of Boise State, sort of kind of get a picture of uh, what this team's about. Nice size, you know, physical, fast, you know, run to the ball, you know, really good team, you know, looking forward to it. So pretty much Thundering Herd, they know Boise State, pretty good team. Uh, and I try to kind of get an idea from Kieran Morrell. You know, hey, what's it like? You're give me sort of without revealing it all. Just give me the game plan. What's the game plan here going into Boise State? You, we just like like cramming everything because it's it's a short week. But like 
just got to have a clear mind. Like, you can't keep dwelling on what happened Saturday because that don't matter anymore. Like, what matters now is coming in, doing what we got to do, making sure everybody on the team prepared, like, and everybody ready to do whatever they got to do to help the team win. Whether it's cheering on the team, uh, going in, making all the plays you got to make, bringing the younger guys up, making them make sure, like, they know that, like, how big of a week this is for us, not just because it's Boise, but just because it's the next week and the next game. That's important. It's a big game, but – we can say it's a big game. These kids just got to go out and play. It's the next opponent. And so I want to kind of get an idea what these guys saw just from that Florida State game. That's week one. We're in week two now. But Florida State, for a while you thought, okay, they're going to beat this team. They're going to win this. And Boise State just wouldn't quit. So I asked Brendan Knox, hey, what did you see when you were watching that? What what did you see when you were – breaking down that film or just looking at that Boise State-Florida State game? Yeah, definitely adjustments. And I feel like Florida State just kind of, I don't know, got out of, out of sync with what they had going on. And, you know, Boise State, as you said, you know, relentless, you know, just kept, kept the same energy from the first half. And, you know, they ended up pulling out the win for them. So, Same question to Kiria Morrell. Just kind of get an idea of what he saw when he was looking at that Boise State-Florida State game. Just the way they handle adversity. Like, every great team, like, in every game you're going to have adversity. But the way they handled adversity, being down 16, uh, late in the third, and they was able to come back, like, that just tell you the type of team that they are. Like, they're a great team, and no matter what happened in that game, they, they played 60 minutes. That's what stood out to me the most. Going to be a fight. This is going to be an important game for everyone because with Marshall, if they can get this win, they're 2-0. and And then with Ohio and Cincinnati, they could go into conference play undefeated. you got to get past this one first, though, before you can think about any of that. And it's coming up. We'll have that game for you. They're going to kick at 9. So that means we go on the air with Steve at 7. We'll be coming to you live from Roosters at 6. And you know what that means? If I'm going to be at Roosters at 6, that means I'm at Roosters at 5. So two hours at Roosters, then the pregame from Steve. Game broadcast come right back here after it's all said and done, and we'll break it down. That's right. We're going to be here bright and early in the morning or late at night, depending on your point of view, whatever the case may be. Uh, We'll have it all covered for you on game day right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, we're going to hear from Channing Haynes. Going to get his thoughts on the game when we continue. And we'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255 to be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite hold true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. we got more on the way. It's The Drive. ESPN. 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show or you'd just like to go back and get it on your schedule, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, 
Stitcher Radio. Tune in wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome back. Paul Swan, your host. That's me here on this Tuesday edition. Even though I've got to get into my biological clock that it's Wednesday, we're on Doc Holliday's clock, and that's why coming up tonight, the Doc Holliday Show, which will be preceded by the show that's coming up next, and that is Inside Herd Athletics with Athletic Director Mike Hamrick, all right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, uh, polls are coming out all the time, and uh, AP and coaches polls already out in the Football Writers Association of America and the National Football Foundation releasing their Super 16 today. And uh, here are the games through uh, September 2nd. Here's how they rank them. Obviously, Clemson's number one, Alabama's two, Georgia third, Oklahoma is the four spot, Ohio State is fifth, LSU comes in at six, Michigan seven, Texas eight, Notre Dame is nine. Auburn is 10, Florida 11, Texas A&M is 12, Utah is 13, Washington's 14, Penn State is 15, and Wisconsin is 16. Uh, and the other teams that uh, received votes but did not make the 16, Oregon, followed by UCF, Michigan State, Washington State, Syracuse, Nebraska, Stanford, then Boise State, Cincinnati, Iowa, TCU, Memphis, and Kentucky. And again, um, Boise State's one of those teams. If they can win their conference and they can run the table, they're a contender. If UCF can run the table, including win their conference, they're a contender for that Access Bowl. Marshall, Marshall's got to go through Boise, Cincinnati, and an Ohio team that is uh, regarded well to have a shot at this and hope that UCF maybe uh, takes a loss. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be great if you're – a Marshall fan, and you have to say thank you to the lane train. Think about it. Big game. I mean, big game. UCF at Florida Atlantic on CBS Sports Network. What if the lane train took care of business there, beat UCF, and then Marshall beats Florida Atlantic. Think about that for a second. Don't think I wouldn't be bringing that up early and often if I was um, rattling some cages about uh, who should get a um, a vote in that um, in that conference uh, slash ranking for the playoff. Where's the Power Five teams end up? Where's the Group of Five team end up? You know, if I if I had to say, I'd rattle some cages there. But that's just me. All right. Let us um, turn our attention back to Marshall and Boise State. Channing Haynes got a chance to chat with him yesterday. And uh, Channing's always fun to talk to. And I just want to get an idea from him um, to talk a little bit about just getting ready for this game against Boise State. Yeah, man. Just, I mean, we just anxious really just to go back and go back to work and get better, man. You know, it's a short turnaround, but that, that should want you to make you want to work harder, you know what I'm saying, and just go about your business because, you know, it's a short week, so you got to do everything you can to prepare yourself in, this, in a short amount of time with it, you know, it's, you know, putting the right stuff in your body, you know what I'm saying, taking care of of, of yourself, um, you know, and just doing, you know, even as, as um, even as, you know, for your mental, just studying the game and watching the plays and watching the film as well. That's a pretty thoughtful answer there. Yeah, he's uh, he's worried about taking care of himself, not just game planning this thing, but just making sure that he's right in all aspects 
you um, you could do worse if you're looking for uh, looking for life coaching right there. Channing Haynes might be my guy in the future. Now I want to know from him. Just get his thought. What did you see in that Boise State Florida State game? It was real good. I got a chance to watch it on TV and some in the um, some in, um, inside the um, building as well. But um, you know they have a really respected offense. You know. But um, but it, it's, it's a challenge for us just to go into just thinking, you know, we can, you know we can, we can go against all possibilities. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing really out. It's, an, it's nothing really out there that's really stopping us from going out there and doing what we think or what we know that what we can do. You know. And finally, I can't take credit for this question because again, Bill Cornwell was there, also talking to players, and not once did he drop that access bowl statement or question, not once, but twice to my count, Bill Cornwell asking about, we're week two, by the way, week two, and Bill Cornwell's already talking access bowl, week two. And um, here's Channing Haynes talking about that and the importance of this game against Boise State. We think about some of those things, you know, for the most part. Uh, we just, um, we just, you know, anxious to prepare ourselves for this um, type of energy. You know, the fans are going to be, I'm sure, a lot different. Um, um, I'm just on a bigger scale than here or, in, or, or uh, most places. So you got to prepare yourself for all things, just the distractions and, you know, the type of game plan that the coaches are going to uh, install in for us. All right, just for the record, and Bill Cornwell is a friend of mine, lifelong friend it feels like, and um, you know he's. Uh, He's someone that I would never really um, call out, but I'm calling him out. Ain't nobody talking about Access Bowl Week 2, Billy. Come on. Uh, Channing handled that pretty pretty well, though. Um, hey, if you really want to get um, your question on the air, you could ask the athletic director about the Access Bowl. Yeah, I can't wait to field that phone call coming up next. Uh, it is Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Uh, he will be joined by the president of Kinder Communications, and my boss, Mike Kurtner. That's coming up next uh, following the news right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And then that's going to be followed by the Doc Holiday Show. We'll get Doc's thoughts on the win against VMI and then get his, um, his breakdown of what's happening with Marshall and Boise State this week, and you'll get a rundown of everything. Steve Cotton will handle the duties there. And that's usually on Thursday. All of this is usually on Thursday, but since we've got a different game schedule this week, the game is on Friday. It's a road game, and so the herd travel plans are slightly different than normal. Marshall will be leaving tomorrow, so we're taking care of all of this tonight, and you can catch it right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I'm looking forward to all of that, and don't forget to... We'll do it every Thursday, except when we have this schedule change for the Thundering Herd. But uh, that's what's happening coming up tonight, and uh, it's going to be weird. We're going to have uh, college football on Friday. Actually, you know, in listening to some of Doc's comments, and if you didn't catch those um, yesterday, we were off yesterday due to Labor Day and baseball at the same time. You can go back and find his comments on my Twitter feed, at Paul Swan. Um, he likes the Friday game. He likes the Friday game because he points out often, he said this before, that usually on a Friday night, they're in the hotel room, they're watching everybody else play. So now somebody else is going to be in a hotel room 
watching the herd play. And it's going to be one of the few games on TV, usually a Friday night game. That means you've got the landscape almost to yourself. You're on ESPN, and it's great exposure. He he understands the excitement and the importance of this game being where it's at on the schedule, where it's at on the TV roster. The kids are excited to get to play on ESPN. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be excited? I mean, to be quite honest, uh, the TV slate, you got to go looking for the herd sometimes. So this one, you don't have to because you've got Rice and Wake Forest on CBS Sports Network, and you've got Marshall and Boise State on ESPN2 on Friday. Easy to find. Thundering Herd, Boise State. Of course, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Special thanks to Gabriel Sellers. Appreciate him. Coming up next, Inside Herd Athletics. For those of you listening live, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And that will be followed by the Doc Holliday Show. It's all right here on your home for the herd, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.